Advisory Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall. With me, as always, is... Patrick Terry. And uh, happy Mother's Day to your mother. <laughs> happy Mother's Day to yours and your wife. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was good, I think. <laughs> I, she, I mean, we had issues with at the Cracker Barrel, as everyone did. Right. Uh, online order... Still wasn't right. On, online order told us to be ready at 11:45. Cool. Mm-hmm. We got there, you know, a bit early, just in case. And then, uh, yeah, uh, it was an hour and 45 minute wait after the time that we ordered. Wow. Or hour, and a, hour to hour and a half after. Yeah. Thanks. So, Spawn went next door, got gas. Like Grayson came with me, and. Uh, well, I heard good snack and a drink. Ruth wanted a drink from the gas station, so got that too. And then, um, yeah, still, you know, Grayson watched videos in the car and all that. And then we uh, got the food. I checked it. I was like, oh, we're missing broccoli. I completely forgot that we were also missing biscuits and gravy, apparently. And so that was a little rough when we got home. Yeah. Uh, ended up actually making, we had some Grand's biscuits in the, in the fridge, so I made the biscuits, and we had a package of gravy, so I made some gravy, and then uh, everything was good after that. I had some lunch, and then took Grayson for a walk, and, you know, it's more of a day just to let my wife just chill and relax and just kind of take it easy, more or less. Um, yeah. And then uh, talked to my mom, talked to my stepmom, um, even texted, you know, tried texting York's mom, and... Um, I ended up talking to her mom for like a minute. Well, always text wise, and then, um, and then yeah, you know, did all the Facebook posts, show appreciation. And that was pretty much our day. Yeah, um, here, you know, got my mom and my sister. Um, they both had a taste for Chinese, so we ended up doing Panda Express. Okay. And, um, they were out, so I ordered it through the app, and then they picked it up, brought it back, and then they watched the uh, Michelle Obama documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it later, but okay. um, yeah, that's what they did, and that's it. I got them both a card. Got my mom one of those uh, eyebrow liners. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and uh, my whole thing with cards is I'm trying to make you cry, so I think I did oh. that. <laughs> so every, every card I get them, you know, if, I, if if they get all a little emotional, then I'm, I've accomplished my mission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then that's about See, it. We aren't. I'm not a card person. I'm just yeah. not. I'm just not that guy. I don't know. If I have, you know, not, I want to say have. If I get a card, I always I'm the other way. I always try to make sure it's funny or at least somewhat obscene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. My dad was always one to try and get the mushy cards. Mm. And never, I was like, I don't think you'd understand who I am. I don't do that. I'm not that kid. You know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And so, and my mom and my grandparents always knew that. So we just, and they knew that I, you know, I'm just not, we just don't really do cards. So, right. um, but, you know, Grayson, Grayson made, uh, Grayson made Ruth a card. Uh, York drew his mom a picture. A really nice picture, actually. And um, Grayson had some, like, tro- gotten some uh, Trolls paint kit type thing to paint some stuff. 
And okay. so she painted them and then gave them to and then gave them to Ruth for Mother's Day. I uh, I've colored a uh, we have a Golden Girls coloring book because we are awesome like that. And right. I ended up coloring uh, her favorite character is Blanche, so I ended up coloring a uh, a Blanche picture this morning because Grayson got me up at 5:50 in the morning, and you know, because why not? Right. So uh, we were up. Plenty, you know, plenty early, and yeah, I colored that, and it turned out really nice. Ruth really liked it. She wants to frame it because I need, I need to frame it. You know, I need to frame so I can frame this and put it right above the bed. And I'm like, all right, yeah. So, because that's what we're gonna do. I'll probably go get one tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, and she bought herself a bag, like a, a some sort of handbag type thing. Not really. A, backpack is too small for a backpack if it had a strap that would go around your waist it'd be almost big enough for a fanny pack but not quite so yeah she got herself a new bag so she was happy as far as i know had a good day otherwise fingers crossed yeah so i'm noticing yoda behind you Mm -hmm. so um a couple months back they had you know when mandalorian first came out and everything yeah they had um, introduced Baby Yoda or the child. Yeah. So on Amazon, they had Baby Yoda for a pre-order. And I wasn't expecting it till the end of the month, but it actually came yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I don't know if we can get it in the frame, but um, uh-huh. that's what? it. So it's... Uh, did it come out all right? I, see. I think so. Let's try it. There we go. I think so. Yep, looks okay. good. Okay. So it's a 11-inch plush doll. The hands and the head is kind of porcelain, a soft porcelain right. make. But I notice he has no feet. <laughs> There's no actual feet on him. <laughs> so um, I'm going to leave it in his little his little, little pack and we'll put it back in the plastic. But um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> we are anxiously awaiting the Funko Pop ones of that, so... When those okay. hit the shelves, we'll be all. Oh yeah. Sure, everybody in the family will want their own. So. Right. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. Um. Yes. Uh. So. You know, I only got. I only got around to seeing. I wanted to say two movies, but I'm gonna. You know, I'll be flat out honest. I only saw one, and then only watched like half of the second one, but enough that I can still talk about it and. Yeah, comments on it, and uh, that's about it. I've been either busy watching shows. I didn't even get a chance to record my other podcast this week. I had scheduling issues with a guest. Yeah. So no new episode this week. I'm trying to see if I can double up and get some stuff scheduled for next week. Um, and get things going there. But it's just yeah, for not being busy, we've been busy. For <laughs> right. Project. At least, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, uh, but it looks like uh, you're first this week, buddy. All right. So I managed to squeeze in four movies. I think it was just by accident. But um, so uh, the first movie, <clears throat> the movie I didn't hadn't even heard of beforehand, but I was on Prime just watching some trailers, and um, it's called Last Flag Flying. There we go. Um. <clears throat> 
Uh, it was released November 2017, uh, a little over two hours long. Directed by Richard Link Linklater. Linklater, I think that's how you say it. That's so. Yeah. Um, only financial information I could get on it was uh, 1.9 million. There was no budget listed. Uh, stars Steve Carell. He plays Doc. Brian Cranston plays Sal, and Lawrence Fishburne plays Mueller. Um, Story is about three Vietnam vets that are reunited and they embark on a new mission to um, assist with the burial of Doc's son, who was killed during the Iraq War. Uh, takes place, well, actually, it's based on a novel by the same name uh, by uh, Daryl Ponixon, mm-hmm. who also uh, wrote a book called The Last Detail that also had a movie made. And uh, this book is the sequel to that book. And then the movie is called, uh, it's considered a spiritual sequel for that movie, Last Detail. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some research. They changed the names for this movie. So the it's the same characters, but different names. Okay. Um, 30 years have passed since these characters have seen each other. And um, <clears throat> through the use of the internet, Doc is able to locate his old war buddies. First person he comes across is uh, Sal, who, read, who runs a bar. And um, takes a minute for Sal to recognize Doc. But once he does, they start recollecting on old times. And, you know, since he's in a the bar, they go ahead and have a little, I guess, um, boys night or whatever yeah. um, a little beer a little pizza and uh the next morning doc pretty much not really talks silent to do it because he asked him and he just automatically agrees to go on a little road trip and um that trip leads them to meet mueller who now is a pastor uh for his church so it's a big difference from how he was when they were in the military yeah um <clears throat> Let's see. And once he has all, once all three are together, that's when Doc reveals, you know, what what the real, what the purpose of them reuniting is for, and um, they embark on going to see his son. And apparently, the story behind what happened to Doc's son was a little embellished, and that wasn't exactly exactly what happened. So once Doc gets the news of that, he decides he wants to take him home and have him buried there instead of in Arlington. And um. Overall, it was it was a pretty good movie. The performances were strong. Um, it's a more dialogue heavy movie. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. a bigger film. It's going to be very dialogue heavy. Yeah, and um, drama. It's I mean it's good. I mean that's, that's all I can really say. Just sum it up. It's it's a good movie. Just yeah. one of those hidden gems, I guess I call it. Yeah, um, it actually didn't do too bad. Um, because I went and saw it too when uh, when it came out to Redbox, I think, or Library One. When it was one of those type of things. I want to say Redbox though, and yeah. I really enjoyed it myself. I love when Steve Carell does a dramatic role, though. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things that he does, and so uh, you know, it steps out of you know the wacky Steve Carell and does something serious. That's always been something that always interests me. Right. So, Anytime he has something like that, plus Steve Carell with the beard, I know it's going to be good. Kind of <laughs> like, you know you're going to get a performance that Steve Carell has a beard, just like whenever Robin Williams has a beard, you know oh, it's yeah. going to be a good performance. Yeah. And so I, uh, but I really enjoyed this, yeah. 
Uh, Richard Linklater was the same one that did Boyhood. And okay. got all the nominations and awards and all that for and uh, stuff like that and did an amazing job. And uh, with that film as well, but anytime you get a Linklater film, you're going to get a lot of dialogue. And this one did it right, though. The script was good. It was well-written. Performances, I thought, were amazing. Yeah. It was under two hours. The only thing, it did make it feel like it was every bit of two hours, though. Because <laughs> it does kind of... I don't want to say take a take a little time to get to where it needs to be, but it right. it, it has moments where it kind of can drag on a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's just the pacing of the movie. I mean, it's nothing against it. It's just that's just that's just this kind of movie. And yeah. There's there's a scene on the train. There was a scene on the train where I felt like I don't think that was maybe scripted. I think it was more just letting them go when uh, they're. Have you know telling the story with uh, Doc Sal and uh, Mueller with the yeah the the they got the military guy that's basically there to make sure everything goes right. It just seemed like that was kind of improv, but uh, but I but I enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's really good, and um, I don't know if you've ever seen this, or not. Um, one of my favorite Steve Carell movies is a movie that I'm. Pretty sure nobody's ever seen, but I guarantee you'll find it in like the Walmart five dollar bin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Daniel Real Life. I don't think so. A, oh, it's good. Uh, I don't think he has a beard in that one actually. <laughs> um, hold on one second, I can tell you more about it. I'm trying okay. to remember what. I'm actually, believe it or not, having a hard time even remembering what year it came out, and that's not good for me. Um, 2007. Um, a widow finds. Um, Finds out the woman he fell in love with is his brother's girlfriend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, single father Dan Burns dedicated, dedicates his life to his children, but one day he meets Marie at a bookstore. They get to know each other, but then Dan finds out that Marie is actually dating his brother Mitch. Um, but it's actually, it says it's a comedy. Comedy, yeah. drama, romance. It's more of a drama, romance. It's more of a romance. But okay. it's Steve Carell, um, Julia Binoche, and guess who plays his brother? Dane Ooh. Cook. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Allison Pillow is in it. Um, so is uh, Diane Weist, um, John Mahoney. And Amy Ryan, so kind of funny that Steve Carell and Amy Ryan are also in the movie right. together because they were in the office. Well, it's before Amy Ryan came onto the office, I think. Uh, Emily Blunt's in it as well. Matthew Morrison. I mean, it's got a big cat. I mean, a cast of you know filled with people that everybody knows. Um, the director, um, Peter Hedges, uh, also directed. Hold on one second. There we go. Uh, most recently, Ben is back with uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Lucas Hedges. Uh, he also directed The Odd Life of Timothy Green and Pieces of April with um, Katie Holmes. I'm like, why am I blanking on her name? Um, and he wrote the screen adaptation for uh, About a Boy and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. So, but that's one I would recommend. It's 
it's really good. Um, I really like Steve Carell in that movie. But um, the one that came out a couple years ago, Beautiful Boy with Timothy Chalamet, I think mm-hmm. that one's also on Prime. That one is, oh my gosh, it's gut-wrenching, but it's amazing, though. Um, they both put in really good performances and um, would, would totally recommend that one as well. Um, but no, Wax Flag Flying was amazing. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's um, not in, really into the you know, kind of big, not really heavy drama, but still, you know, it's not a fun drama, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, right. This is good. I mean, it's this is one you can still have on and do other things. Like, you can still, like, fold the laundry while you watch it or whatever. Um, sure. And not miss too much, but still enjoy the film as a whole. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Next. That's okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the next one I watched uh, is a movie that came out last year, early last year, uh, What Men Want, with oh. Rocky Henson. Uh, it's basically, I wouldn't say it's a, re- it's loosely based on like the, what women want with Mel Gibson. Same premise, just switching the roles. Alternate universe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, it came out February 2019, uh, 117 minutes. Adam Shankman is the director. Oh, yeah. It had a budget, had a budget of 20 million and it actually made back 17, 72.2 million. Oh, wow. Right. Good little break. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Stars Taraji P. Henson, Aldous Hodge, who I recently reviewed uh, Brian Banks. He's in. He also featured in Invisible Man. Uh, you got Josh Brenner, Erica Badu. Speaking of Erica Badu, uh, yesterday it was Erica Badu versus Jill Scott battle on Instagram. Ooh. That was oh. nice. That was yeah. nice. If I can find the link as far as if somebody recorded, I'll send it to you or you'll probably yeah, find it. No, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that, that, that wasn't like, I didn't look at that as a battle. It was more like just appreciating their music. I mean, they gave a lot of good stories. Um, I, it, it was just amazing experience to, to watch them do their thing. And then the first song that Jill Scott wrote Erica Badu actually performed it, and that's like the only song Erica Badu's performed that she didn't write. Everything else she's written. Okay. So that, that was a cool little backstory. Um, <clears throat> but this movie also stars Richard Roundtree and Tracy Morgan. Okay. So the basic premise of the movie is after drinking a magical concoction from a psychic and also bumping her head during a night out with the girls, um, sports agent. Ali Davis is given the ability to read men's thoughts. Simple act, simple premise. Um, <clears throat> and the basic uh, thing about Ali, she's the only female sports agent at Summit Worldwide Management, and she feels like she's boxed out by the, her male colleagues as she passed over for a promotion, which they showed in the trailer. And then, <clears throat> reason given, her boss says the reason why she hasn't been given a promotion is because she doesn't connect well with men. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but on a night out with the girls, <clears throat> she's introduced to a psychic that gives her a special tea to help her connect with men. Um, later that night, she's dancing. She falls and in the process bumps her head, wakes up in the hospital, which they show in the trailer, and it's the first time that she's aware of and realizes her ability. 
And she basically uses this ability to kind of get the advantage over her colleagues and try to position herself to get the youngest upcoming basketball star to sign with them so she can hopefully get that promotion. Okay. Um, I mean, it was cool. It wasn't... I chuckled a little bit. Yeah. Never watched What Women Walk. I haven't seen that. I've only seen clips of it. So I can't compare the two. I think Uh, that that was like a drive to by my dad's stepmom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One of those Mel Gibson ones I got dragged to. But I mean, this was cool. I mean, Taraji, she did she she did a decent job of what she had. Um, there was a scene where out is hot is basically her interest, and they go home for a night, and she basically just does like I guess how most guys do. They go home, have their moment, and she just gets hers, rolls over, falls asleep. That's funny. So I, I, I was like, that that's that was an interesting take on things. I mean, yeah. She literally just she about damn near smothered him to death. But once she got hers, she was she was dead. That's funny. Uh, but um, overall, it was pretty pretty decent movie. Um, it wasn't the best. It's probably it's not the worst I've seen this year or last year. Right. But it's a cool little movie, cool little background movie, I say. You know, just like okay. something to put on and maybe have a few drinks. Maybe you can have fun with it. There you go. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it was a complete waste of time. Yeah. Um, now, the next movie, it's a little different. This is a Tyler Perry-directed movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. That also came out. Actually, this came out a couple years ago, uh, November second. Uh, Nobody's fool. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 110 minutes, and of course, Tyler Perry likes to keep his budget low. <clears throat> it's only a 19 million dollar budget. Brought back 33.7 million. Uh, you have Tiffany Haddish, uh, Tika Sumpter, Amari Hardwick, uh, Makad Brooks, Amber Riley, and Whoopi Goldberg. Um, <clears throat> basic premise of this movie is uh, recently paroled Tanya <clears throat> tries to help her sister Danica who may be getting catfished by her boyfriend oh yeah um, a few notes uh, this is Tyler Perry's first rated R comedy okay. his first rated R movie was Acrimony but as far Probably. as comedy this is his first rated R comedy gotcha and uh, this is also the first movie to not be distributed by Lionsgate, because most of Tyler Perry's movies are distributed by them. This is the first one that's not. Um, <clears throat> so Danica has a boyfriend named Charlie that she has never met in person or even seen. Uh, they only talk on the phone, and every time that it's suggested that they do a video chat, Charlie comes up with an excuse of why he can't do it. Either his... The services week where he's at, or um, something's happened that's damaged his um, camera or whatever, just anything right. tonight. So, but <clears throat> but they're in love. They 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 say they love each other. They you know yeah. love of each other's lives, which you know it can happen. People connect that way. But right. yeah. um, <clears throat> on a normal day, Danica grabs a coffee every morning from this coffee shop where the owner gives her free coffee each time. Um, it's obvious that the, the guy's interested in her, but each time she turns him down, 
But that still doesn't stop her from coming in every morning to get that free cup of coffee. Right. So she does she does offer to pay, but he's like, No, your money's not good. And um, you know, but she still takes the coffee instead of just not going there and getting coffee elsewhere. So either the coffee's really good or she just likes getting it free. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um <clears throat> so Danica's mom, played by Whoopi Goldberg, um, asks her to pick up her sister who's getting released from prison. And she wants her to do it and have her stay with her because she doesn't trust her to stay with her. Because last time it happened, things ended up stolen and missing. Yeah. And um, I'll say uh, Whoopi Goldberg, even though she's not really in this a lot, she's pretty funny. Her role, you know, for what little she has, she does a pretty good job. Um, <clears throat> so upon Tanya getting out, she gets word about her sister having a boyfriend. But when... She realizes she's never met her or they've never seen each other. She suspects that, that he's catfishing her. And so she does an investigating to find out whether or not that's true. And um, so they do bring in uh, the, the host of the show Catfish. And so they do that. Oh, little, yeah. So they do that little background check and um, they trace the phone, the phone back to someone else that's not even um, Charlie. So, you know, they figure out, you know, he's catfishing. Okay. But, <clears throat> but to not say too much, to give too much away, yeah, they kind of get to a conclusion in the movie. Okay. Then you think, okay, it's over, credits are going to start rolling. But then they introduce a reveal toward the end that they could have presented earlier in the movie. Yeah. They reveal it after, like, you know, you get to a point where, like, okay, this movie's wrapped up pretty good. We can yeah. go end this. And then they throw this other part in. It's like, all right, wish they had put this in a little sooner because, you know, we're thinking we're going to the conclusion of this. But, yeah. you know, we've got about 30 more minutes of this. <laughs> and, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say what that is. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's all over the place. Uh, this is a movie where I believe Tiffany Haddish was just told to do you, do this. Yeah, do your thing. Um, it didn't seem like much of her stuff was written. It's more like ad lib. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amari Hardwick, though, you know, he did pretty decent for what he had. You know, he's always, he's always. I mean, I haven't seen much. The last movie I saw him in was the uh, Sorry to Bother You, and then oh, I did, okay. yeah, and yeah. I did see a couple of episodes of Power. So he is capable of great performance. So, but what they had was was cool. Okay. Uh, Tika Sumter's character, Danica, she's mm-hmm. not very bright, <laughs> oh. you know. Gotcha. But uh, they don't really go too deep into what she does for a living, so I don't know much. But she does, she does live well. That much is known. But okay. you know, again, it's just more of a, you know, Tyler Perry's low budget comedy. Although it looks like it look, it's like one of the better looking movies though. You know, it looked like he actually had more money put into it than 19 million. Yeah, okay. But it was it was okay. It was just kind of all over the place. Um, I wouldn't suggest I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that to anybody. But it is what it is, right? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. If you like Tiffany Haddish, you're probably you probably have already seen it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the last movie I watched, <clears throat> uh, The Lodge. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't. I wasn't aware of it on Hulu. I was just looking on on there, trying to find something else to watch, and boom, there it was. 
this was originally released at Sundance January 25th of 2019 and then came out this year February 7th 2020 uh, 108 minutes it has two directors uh, Veronica Franz or Franz and Severin Fiala uh, again on this no budget information but it brought in 2.7 million box okay. office wise um, so I guess if it was still in theaters when the COVID started, that, that probably uh, ate yeah. some of the time. Uh, starring Riley Keough. 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 Yeah. yeah. Pretty, I'm fairly certain that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Uh, Jaden Martell, Leah McHugh, Alicia Silverstone, and Richard Armitage. Uh, <clears throat> so the basic premise of this is Richard takes his kids, Aiden and Mia, and new girlfriend Grace on a family holiday getaway. Uh, the kids aren't too fond of the girlfriend, but they end up being left alone with her when their dad has to leave for a couple of days for, for work. Okay. Uh, some notes on this. Uh, the mother of the kids is deceased. Uh, by the time they get to the getaway holiday portion of this, uh, six months have passed since that happened. I won't... I won't Spoil how the the death occurs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they the kids uncover that Grace was a part of a cult that did a mass suicide when she was like twelve years old. Okay. And she and she was the sole survivor. Oh wow! Yeah. Sounds interesting. And I think they show that in the trailer too. That's uh, a, see that backstory. Huh? Right. So you kind of want to see that backstory, don't you? Yeah, and it's crazy because their dad apparently is a writer, and he was researching the book, and that's how he met Grace and found out. So he knows her her history, which is weird. But um, Grace suffers from PTSD and takes medication for it, or she's okay. just crazy, one of the two. Um, the kids find out about her past by searching the internet, and of course that makes them even more uneasy to be about around her. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so not even maybe like a day or two into the getaway, getaway. That's when Richard gets a call saying he has to leave for a couple of days for work. And then, <clears throat> after a few uneasy moments, you know, they start to kind of get along a little bit. Okay. And to the point where they even watch a movie together. Aiden, the son, even makes hot chocolate for Grace. Um, but the next morning they wake up, and that's when a lot of craziness happens because this is a thriller horror movie yeah and it's like it's kind of hard to talk about the things that happen because it's kind of spoilery but yeah kind of a mixture of what the kids do to her and then how she's affected by that and she's kind of i guess in a way pushed to a point of Reverting back to old ways, I guess, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'll just say the medication she takes ends up gone. So, whatever it was controlling, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah. it It's not really scary. Mm -hmm. It's more sad than anything. Just, just watching what they're going through. And um, it's... I don't know. It, it, it was good. It was a pretty good movie. Okay. Were they was, the, the movie they were watching? Was it them that follow? 
No, but it was kind of a horror movie. It was a movie they probably shouldn't have been watching with her. <laughs> right? Yeah. Midsummer maybe? Yeah. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and then apparently the actress that plays Grace is the daughter of uh, uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh. And um, her dad, her actual dad, played her dad in this movie. He doesn't have a big role, but I was like, okay, that's interesting. But um, it was a decent, it was it was a creepy movie. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it was. Um, yeah, I didn't find it scary, but it was creepy. First time okay. watching, I, I fell asleep halfway through, so I finished it today. Okay. And, um, but yeah. It was, yeah. I, I kind of got creeped out because I was half asleep, so some of the things happening was kind of messing with me. Yep. But uh, it's it's not it's not a definitely don't go sleep on certain horror movies because if you're half there, yeah, it will mess with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> it wasn't as, my intention. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, as a rule. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I watched. It kind of reminds me because I watched this. Uh, you mean this Netflix series? Excuse me. Um, documentary series called uh, The Keepers, and it's about these nuns that go investigate these uh, these uh, reported molestations mm-hmm. that have been occurring in their in their diocese and all this, and they're like reading these reports, and it's just gut wrenching. I fell asleep. What? while I was watching that and had like the like I could still hear it. Mm-hmm. Like I had the worst dreams that night. <laughs> it was God, my I, I was like, yeah, not again. I couldn't wait to be done with it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> right. That was a tough I mean it's amazing. It's done very well. It's deeply disturbing. <clears throat> deeply disturbing. But it is a, I mean it's very well done and it's very well made. So if you want to get creeped out watching a docu-series about, um, about priest-raping kids, you know, yeah. one, it's uh, it'll turn your stomach. I mean, it's, showing, it's all just transcript and stuff, so it's all just like mental image in your head, and it's just uh, terrifying. Yeah. <sighs> so on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Allowed me to talk to you about what I watched. I watched a movie. Uh, I read box. Um, there's actually three, but I only watched one. Because I was smart enough to know I wasn't going to have time to watch the other ones I wanted to watch. Um, yeah. So for this week, I rented the movie called Arkansas um, at Redbox. It, the reason why I rented that one instead of something, say, like Bloodsport. <laughs> Um, you know, okay, I don't really need a reason about why I printed that one over Bloodsport, but kind of kind of will go without saying. Um, but I actually wanted to watch something that I was hoping would be halfway decent, whereas Bloodsport, I know I'm getting into when I win it. So, yeah, um, so I'll get around to it probably this week and check it out and put my two cents in next week on it. Um, and then there's a, I already forgot the name of the movie but it looks like it's a nicholas sparks movie not made by nicholas sparks but since i haven't had a nicholas sparks movie in a while this one will probably do and it has josh Gimmel in it so 
I'm sure it'll be just fine. Right. I forgot with it, so that should tell you everything I need to know. Um, but nonetheless, I'll get to those. Um, but anyways, Arkansas stars uh, Liam Hensworth. So went from watching one Hensworth to another. Okay. Um, this one stars Liam Hensworth and Clark Duke, who most people will remember remember from either watching the later the later seasons of The Office, like seasons eight or nine. Uh, when they come in, or uh, Hot Tub Time is even more than likely, is what people will probably know Clark Duke from. Yeah. Um, Clark Duke also co-wrote and directed this film, which is why I kind of wanted to watch it, because I kind of wanted to see what he was going to do, because I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen him direct anything. Now, I'm always fascinated. I think I might have talked about this one other um, episode of the past about how fascinated how fascinated I am with uh, directors that are by actors that also direct. Right. I like to see what they bring to a different to a different um, area of filmmaking. So I was like I, I was curious on that one. So real quick um, before I get into the movie, um, just kind of give you guys. Uh, um, so Clark Duke has directed four um, four shorts and like a TV episode. So he actually directed a short called Clint Howard uh, reboots Pippi Longstocking with Mia Jovovich and Fred Willard. <laughs> I feel like I need to find this short somewhere. Right. Hoping you two have it. YouTube has it, because that sounds bonkers, and I can't, I, and I kind of really want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, he also directed another short called uh, Show Business, and then one called Home, and then a TV series called Clark and Michael. Um, Arkansas is his feature film debut, I guess you could say. Um, so, I was fascinated by his choice. Um, Clark Duke is from Arkansas originally. Because I was curious about why would he choose this and not this is, and why would he decide to co-write? It's based on a book. Um so I think that's kind of partially why. So yeah. I guess I should say he co-wrote the screen adaptation. There we go. Okay. Um, so the movie's about Kyle played by played by William Hensworth and Swin played by Clark Duke. Um, that live by the uh, orders of an Arkansas-based drug kingpin named Frog, whom they've never met, but when a deal goes horribly wrong, the consequences are deadly. I forgot where I saw this, but somebody said that this was a comedy or a comedy, a comedy thriller. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> laughing in this movie. Right. I may have once. But I don't remember what, I mean, I don't, it's not like a, it's not like a comedy thriller, like, say, like, The Gentleman, or, you know, a movie that's, you know, a dark comedy, which would be a comedy. Yeah. It, this is just straight kind of drama more than anything. I don't even think there's too many parts that I would think are, like, when I think of a thriller. Um, but it has tension, and there is, you know, there's, um, 
there is some tension throughout the movie. It's just you don't really. Anyways. So um, the movie also stars Vince Vaughn, John Malkovich, Michael Kenneth Williams, David K. Fox. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who else that people would know. Um, I think that's basically the majority of the people in it. It's it's quirky. It's a great, I mean, it, as far as like independent films go, which this is definitely an independent film, it's not bad. It's not, yeah. but as an overall film, it's not great. Um, it just, there are times it felt it kind of just, I don't want to say dragged along, it just kind of him and hawed, I guess is a good way to, from yeah. scene to scene. Um, it's not, again, it's not bad. The performances are fine. Uh, the story's okay. You could probably use some punch-up. Um, there is no budget on it because it never got released in theaters. Um, I'm not sure if they ever tried to submit it into to, um, any festivals before you know, COVID hit. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, his, oh, Clark Duke's brother is in it. Carl Duke. <laughs> um just kind of plays a different thug from a different, you know, game. Um, it's 117 minutes. It could probably be chopped down to 90. To be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even 100 minutes would be would probably help the pacing a little bit. But again, it's not bad. It's just um, there's you know, the directing was fine. I mean, it was a fine movie. It was a good Redbox movie. I wasn't upset that I rented it at Redbox. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was... Would I have gone and seen this in theater? Uh, even with even with Regal? I, I don't Probably know. Not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think if it had been... If I had seen a little more... Uh, a little more buzz about it. I saw a little bit. Not if I, if I had seen a little more buzz about it, I probably would have, you know, in theater. But otherwise... Yeah. Yeah. But it was a good Redbox movie. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie about that. So that um, brings me my second movie, if we want to go that way. So because it's Mother's Day and Ruth didn't really care what we watched, really. I mean, she's you know, doing other stuff. Um, and Grayson was watching her videos, so I decided to put on Dangerous Lives on Netflix. Um, it stars, um, let's see, what's her name? Camila Mendez, um, people, fans of Riverdale will know her as Veronica. My wife loves Riverdale, so I thought yeah. that would be fine because it has somebody she knows in it. It also stars Nick Percha and Joe Costa. Um, let's see. Nick Percha was, or I'm sorry, and Jesse T. Usher, uh, who was in the Independence Day sequel. Um, he was one that wasn't William Hesworth. <laughs> <laughs> um, that played Will Smith's kid. He was also, if anybody's seen the, the Amazon Prime show, The, uh, the Boys, he plays A-Train in that. Um, but yeah, uh, Elliot Gould 
is in it for a small part uh, in the film. Jamie Chung, who played Mulan in the TV series Once Upon a Time, um, is also in it. So, before I even get into the plot, it's directed by Michael M. Scott, not not uh, Threat Level Midnight Michael Scott, <laughs> for our office fans. Um, he has got a bunch of credits, and they are all either TV series or TV movie. And that's it. This is his first feature, I guess you could say. 54 credits as a director, and they are all TV movies. Are there any... Oh, that's a good question, Patrick. Yes, there are, there are many Lifetime Christmas movies that he has directed. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> It almost seemed like a natural progression. So, with that being said, allow me to tell you about Dangerous Lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, uh, so basically, it's uh, this dropped on Netflix end of April. Um, we talked about the trailer um, a few weeks back. When a wealthy elderly man dies and unexpectedly leaves his estate to his new caregiver, She's drawn into a web of deception and murder. If she's going to survive, she'll have to question everyone's motives, even the people she loves. Mm. So, I, and again, I'm going to be honest, I still have not finished this movie, <laughs> but I feel like I can talk about this movie enough. I felt like I was, within the first five minutes, I thought I was watching an episode of Riverdale. Just because of the neon and the different uh, atmosphere, the way the atmosphere was. This movie is not good. I mean, it is definitely a lifetime movie that, like, if you're if you're wondering, I wonder if net. You know what? I like Netflix or I like Lifetime movies. I would just rather have them on Netflix. There you go. That's this movie. Dang. This movie is for you. It did, so, and I don't want to completely hate on this movie because there are some things about this movie I like. Yeah. Not the script. It's definitely not that. That's not one of the things. That's far from one of the things that I actually liked. Um, but it's and it's hard. <clears throat> I feel like the actors are doing the best they can do with what they have. If that makes sense. Yeah, because both these care, both of these actors, main actors, have been in roles that you've seen what they've done, so you know how well that they can, you know, how well they are at their craft. It's not being utilized in this film whatsoever, which is unfortunate for them. Um, but it's shot like the early on. It's shot. They're trying to do a couple of. Like, before I even started looking stuff up, I was like, within the first 30 seconds, I go, oh, this is a first-time director. Just because they're trying to do fancy shit with the camera. Right. Movement and pans and different things. And you could just kind of tell, like, oh, okay. His first-time director trying to show what he learned in film school and, hey, check yeah. all these tricks out. I've got these cool little tricks. 
and then you and then uh, yeah nope not that and then i'm like what this looks like riverdale i wonder then i was like i wonder if this guy directed a couple episodes directed a couple of episodes and no that's not it <laughs> so it, it it is it is straight up he straight up he's just used to directing tv movies and it's shot like a tv movie right i yeah and the story is very much like a lifetime movie i mean it's just is what it is i haven't seen you know been having unfortunately seen a couple and know how they you know how, how they are that's how this film works i don't know if it gets better the first half of it i'm just like so basically um basically the couple you know both they're broke and they're trying you know they've got a lot of debt so they're trying to she's got a job as a caregiver that she's been doing for a while and he's constantly trying to find a job now mind you this takes place in chicago okay Pre-COVID, pre-COVID Chicago, so it's not like there's, you know, 15, 20% unemployment going on. Right. And Chicago's not exactly, you know, just a just a one-stop white town. So the fact that he can't get a job, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Now, he does make a point to say that he does not want to get a, a you know, job paying minimum wage because that's not helping anybody. I'm like, it'd help a little, bro. Yeah. So, but he, uh, <laughs> so that's his excuse, but they keep trying to find other jobs. And meanwhile, they're still in a ton of debt. And then Ellie Gould, who plays the guy she's taking care of, writes her check for more than what, you know, what she normally makes. Because right. she had talked to him about how they're struggling. And she didn't ask for money. She just asked for him, for him to give her husband and job. So he did that. He'd been doing part time like yard work and stuff around the house. Oh my gosh. Outside. So the next day when she shows up for work is when he's he, it's not really much of a spoiler. It's in the trailer and it's in the hell it's yeah. in the summary. Um he, she finds you know, he passes away and so you know of course it's gonna be it's going to be uh, the police are going to look into it, make sure there's no foul play and all that other stuff. And they end up in doing so, they find a large sum of money that was in the house. Yeah. So it's so they end up taking the large sum of money and put it into a safety deposit box so that nobody will break into the house and find it and then steal it more or less. And that's really all. I don't want to give too much more away. Other than that, that kind of sets up. Uh, oh, and there was a guy that was wanting to buy the house early on in the movie uh, because it's good real estate, more or less. Um, right. So you've got several people that have got their hands in the fire, so to speak. Um, I'm sure it's fun as far as a Lifetime movie. But for Netflix, they kind of missed the mark, I guess. Yeah, and, you know when you're that, and I, again, I don't think it's any fault or any of these actors. I mean, they probably just you know it's a part. It's a part. Shoot, shoot, 
She probably shot this during downtime from Riverdale during the hiatus and everything. So, but yeah, it's it was a little bit. Uh, it's kind of here. Ruth liked it. She goes, "Well, what I saw of it, I liked it." But that's, I mean, this is her kind of movie, though. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, um, but yeah, that's what I've kind of watched, more or less, or mostly watched. Other than that, I watched. Um, other than that, I watched uh, Sharp Objects on HBO, and I thought that was really good. <laughs> um, it's based on the book by uh, Gillian or Gillian, starting to be. Um, Flynn, who also did Gone Girl, um, like me, she's from Missouri. The one issue I had with that is that it did not. The one issue I had was that there were, like half the people in the show had like a southern accent, like a Tennessee southern accent, and yeah. the other half have any at all. Oh my good night, people, get on the same page. Right. But it got, I mean, it was directed very well performances were amazing um i really enjoyed the show um i was curious actually i might look that up now while we're talking so right after gone girl came out and it got a lot of critical acclaim and everything um they were talking they talked some bullshit about <laughs> mainly because i don't want this to happen um right. so i'm a little biased um they were talking about doing a reboot or a remake of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train with Ben Affleck and with Julian uh, Flynn uh, writing it. And uh, I really don't want that to happen. But um, well, apparently she wrote the screenplay for Widows. Realize Exactly. Yeah, I still haven't watched that. <laughs> huh? Oh, you still haven't watched that? No, not yet. Damn. Um, Did you ever watch any more of Upload? Yeah, I'm on um, episode six. No problem. I'm, I'm still stuck on the first. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think no. I watched maybe the first ten minutes of episode two, but I haven't got back into it yet. Okay. Anything for upcoming? That's kind of annoying. Um, no, it's, I've really enjoyed that one. I like, uh, Robbie Amell, uh, whose, uh, cousin is Stephen Amell, who we met at a Comic-Con and played Arrow on the Green Arrow show. Robbie Amell played, uh, one and a half of Firestorm for a couple of seasons. And then he went and did, I think, another show. His wife is, I think it's pronounced Italia, uh, Richie. Um, she's on a Designated Survivor with Peter Sutherland, if anybody watches that. Anyways, um, I really liked him. I really like him, so, um, and it's Greg Daniels, so uh, I love The Office, so I'll watch, you know, whatever Greg Daniels does. More excited about Space Force than I am about, you know, Upload. Yeah. Upload's fine. It's just good. I mean, it's good. It's just, I don't think it's, like, hilarious, but it's got its moments that I laugh, and it's not bad. It just kind of you just kind of watch it and you just kind of feel good. I mean, it's just feel good. I guess. Yeah. Not just like, it's not like they're like busting up laughing all the time. I don't care how many times I've seen an episode. So it's kind of 
you got free time, nothing else to watch, check it out. It's not even 30 minutes. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, it's uh, and it's on uh, Prime if you got it. So yeah. Topia Strangers. Oh, this is probably it. But oh, yeah, damn it. Okay, it's still. Although they got Fincher directing, which is even more is kind of. All right, so the strange, the strangers on a train remake, uh, still in development, uh, just called Strangers. But hopefully it's just a just called title. Strangers. Yeah, hopefully it's just a working title. Yeah. Uh, a murder plot hatched by two men who meet on a train is considered to be a joke by one of them and a dangerously real plan for by the other. Um, well, part of the problem. So Ben Affleck and and uh, Julian Flynn are in the screenplay, and David Fincher uh, has been at least assigned to direct. We'll see. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Oh, the cut, that still irritates me because I don't want them to remake it because I like the first one. Don't mess with Hitchcock. You can screw up someone else's movie, but don't yeah. pictures alone. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> defensive on that one. But yeah, it's still set for uh, in development, I guess. And it'll just be sent in development hell and we don't have to worry about it. Right. Um, so let's see here. Um, as far as trailers, to be honest, I don't have much. Because uh, it's hard to release trailers when you don't have movies open. True. You know, most things that are getting released are going to be TV series, to be honest. Um, there is one I know I saw, Shirley, which was um, about a, uh, has Elizabeth Moss about a famous horror writer that finds inspiration for her next book after she and her husband take in a young couple. Uh, it also stars uh, Logan Lerman, Michael Stolberg, and that's really about it. Not much else uh, in there. It's directed by Josephine Decker, which um, she directed an episode of Room 104, which is on uh, HBO. Mosaic, which I remember seeing about, or I was hearing of that, and I could watch. Um, directed some shorts and some documentaries, so this this will be interesting. I wonder if uh, this will be shot in kind of like a documentary style, even right. though it's a narrative. I'm kind of curious, so... Could be interesting. Um, I see here. What else? I think that might be the only trailer we have, to be honest. I don't really have much else, and I haven't been able to find anything that isn't TV. Um, I thought I saw another one, but I, didn't, I forgot to write it down. Okay. Um, do, 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 <clears throat> yeah, I did make some digital purchases. Huh? So I managed to make some digital purchases. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, Google Play has well, Google has this rewards app where you answer surveys and they send you money. Oh, okay. So I had some money kind of built up, and I didn't want to lose it because after so long, they, you know, you start losing. Like, you let's say you earn ten cents. A year from that point, you'll lose it. So, started losing some. So, um, I saw 21 Drum Street on Google Play. It was like 
I think six ninety nine at the time. Yeah. I got that. Um, Ford v Ford versus Ferrari was seven ninety nine. So I went yep, and picked I, it up. Yep, me too. And then um, Good Time, I saw that. Yeah. That was six ninety nine. So I picked that up. Okay. Have you watched it yet? Not yet. That, uh, that's probably yeah, gonna be on my list. I, I just did that this weekend. I'm, I'm curious to hear what you're. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that one. And then uh, an older movie, like a way older movie, um, Insomnia with uh, oh, Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, oh, I never. I actually never watched it, but I knew oh. it, I knew of it. So I saw that at a pretty good price on um, Apple TV. So picked that up. Yeah, man, it's a. Uh... It's a little slow, but it's I mean, Robin Williams playing the creepy guy. So yeah. that guy, I mean, it's it's I enjoyed that part. Um, Maura Tyrion's in it, which does kind of always nice to see her um, in a movie instead of just TV. Right. And uh, yeah, no, it's definitely creepy. A good uh, another if you've never seen it and can find it. I don't even know if it's on any of the streamings, to be honest. But uh, one I checked out that I thought was really creepy and um I thought robin williams was good in it's called one hour photo <clears throat> where he plays the, the I, think I've guy seen that. I think i've seen it but it's been so long yeah it's it, if you like to see robin williams playing creepy dude that's kind of he kind of went through a phase yeah because he did insomnia he did one hour photo and i forgot what the other one was uh that he did, but he played like three creepers in like a very yeah. short time. <clears throat> but it was uh, that movie's good. It is definitely um, a really good performance by him. This one's good too. Her um, song is good too. It's not my favorite, yeah, David Fincher movie, but I still really enjoy it. Um, yeah, um, but no, it's that's a good movie. It's a good pickup. Cool. Um, be interested to hear your thoughts on that one too. And um, let's see what I'm trying to think of what else. That picked up Ford versus Ferrari also. Yeah. Because uh, it was, yeah, same. Um, and yeah, I want to snap that up before the price went up. <laughs> yep. Well, they've got uh, Bad Boys for Life for $12.99 on, on Apple TV, so I'm kind of curious to. I might end up getting that one too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, one hour photos not on any of the three streaming platforms. I just looked. Um, but if you can find it to a library or somewhere, it, it's worth a watch, I think. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. sure I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, man. I think that's about it. Um, it's better for us until we. Uh, I'm gonna try and do better next week. <laughs> I mean, on all fronts, <laughs> on quality of movies and number. Yeah, I'm surprised I was able to watch what I did. I just I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, and I think the first one I watched earlier in the week, which was um, Last Flag Flying, and then the other three. Within the last couple of days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I guess that's uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there um, for myself and my amazing co-host. Patrick Terry. And we will check you guys next week. We hope all the mothers had an amazing day on Mother's Day. Yes. I hope everybody continues to stay safe. Um, just because you can go out and do things doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, I think tomorrow is beginning of phase one of reopening in some areas. Uh, so, we'll see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who all is participating in that, but I know tomorrow is supposed to be phase one. All right. Well, for both of us, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Better. Thank you.